Well, thanks to Donald Trump and his stupid ass coronavirus, we now have a curfew in Washington State. And the curfew is 9 p.m. So basically, I think it said 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. Like, this is ridiculous. What's next? Martial law? Like, seriously. It's, it's really tough just to sit here in the house doing nothing, counting sheep, just sitting here and watching the same shit over and over again, babysitting 24-7, not being able to do the things that I want to do. The things that I want to do and I want to have is like, I want to be in a relationship, you know? I want to have fun. I want to explore. I want to go camping again. I want to go to the ocean again. I want to go out of states. I don't want to be in Washington right now. I just want to be free. But that's not possible right now. I'm just I'm just tired of this. I'm glad we don't have school until the end of April, but it, it's, it's just really tough because we still have to do homeschooled work. We have to turn assignments in online and, like, write essays and assignments and do pop quizzes through Skype call with teachers and just, it's really tough. My friends in California, some of my friends in California, they said um, that all flights were, were grounded for a period of time and that they were on a Skype call with all 36 to 45 students on their computer screen, like, in their whole classroom. It's just, like, d dumb. Like, God, just post the assignments on a website and just have them go to it and write about it or something like that or just have us email it to them. You don't have to do a Skype call. Like, ugh, so irritating. But the thing about a Skype call is, I can stare at my freaking crush for as long as I want, and nobody can see me. Because I could just turn off my camera, like, oh my gosh. That's the only thing I love about being quarantined. Whenever class begins online, you just stare at your crush. Yeah. So I recently found out that the person that I've been dating was cheating on me. And it's really tough, you know? Like, to find out that the person that you trusted, the person that you trust and the person that you love and care for is cheating on you and don't give a crap's damn about you. I just, like I said, I just want to be free. I don't want to be here. I want to go have fun. I want to do all the things that I haven't been for. Like, I wanted to return back to gymnastics, you know? Because I'm a junior national champ, and I was an elite. Elite means, like, you're close, like, your steps, like, steps closer to becoming 
and train up for the Olympics and like World Cups and National Cups. I just want to have fun doing it. So I'm going to apply to UC Davis or the University of Loyola because they have a lacrosse sport there and I really love lacrosse. I've been playing lacrosse ever since I was six and I'm 17 now. I've been playing lacrosse for 11 years, almost 12. It's just, it's been, it's been an adventure. Trust me. I've been through ups and downs, losses, broken bones, but nothing in their right mind can stop me from achieving my goal. Nothing in their right mind can stop me from taking what's mine. And I promise you this, to all the people that's been hating me, all the people at school that that hates me, everybody that thinks I'm weird, everybody um who keeps calling me names and bullies me, everybody who's been bullying me since third grade, everybody who's been harassing me, making fake accounts, texting me on Instagram and on Snapchat, talking shit about me. It just needs to stop. Like, please. I don't know what I did. But according to you, the only thing I did was being born. They said that they wish I was dead, and they said they wish that I would have never came to their school. I'm like, yeah. So I have a story to tell you, like a literally a short story. So it was a day in sixth grade. Um, it was PE, and we were running back and forth, like around the gym. And then, next thing you know, I felt somebody step on my shoe, and I was like, "Ow!" Then I turned around, and it was. Damani, Isaac, and I believe Dylan. They stepped on my shoe, pushed me on the ground, and then I got back up and they said, what are you going to do about it? Like, they said I couldn't take all three of them, and I was like, watch me try. And then the whistle starts blowing, they were like, no fighting, get back to work. Next you know, I put my shoe back on, and then I start running. And then I feel this force, and I go flying into the bleachers, and I get a sprained ankle. And I could barely get back up. And they were like, oh, wow. Oh, well, big boy can't get back up. And I was like, wow, okay. And I was in so much pain. And then they had to call security. Because as soon as the um, teacher tried to help me up, the PE teacher. Um, as soon as the PE teacher tried to help me up. Because I was in so much pain. Because I had a sprained ankle. They grabbed me by my hair. <clears throat> and socked me in my face. And then pushed me on the ground. And then started kicking the leg that was twisted. That I, that I've, the leg that I sprained. They just kept on hitting it. And I was like, stop. And I was crying in so much pain. But they didn't care. <sighs> oh my god, I'm sorry. But I have to get this off my chest. Because if I don't, it's going to stick with me forever. So the next day, I came to school. 
No, I came to school like three, two days later. I was able to walk a little bit. And I had that little thing on my foot. It wasn't a cast. It was like a brace for your foot. And it came above my ankle. And I put it on. I went to school. And then I was limping really badly. And then Damani, Isaac, and Dylan came up to me and pushed me into the lockers and said, Oh, what happened? Did you crack the earth? And I was like, really? That's the best you can come up with? I'm like, there was this one day. Oh, it was the next day. I was trying to be nice, which I'm always nice. <clears throat> I'm always nice, you know? Next thing you know, I went up to them at recess and said, do you guys want to play? They were like, yeah, sure. We'll play with your gay ass. And I shredded tears. I'm not even going to lie. I started to cry. And I, was, I just wiped them and I played with them. Because you have to overcome the fears and bullies in your life in order to have a life, you know? So we played, and then we were playing Foursquare, and I got Damani out, because Damani was the oldest and, like, taller slash biggest of them all, so I got him out, and then he came up to me and punched me dead in my stomach and kicked me, and I was like, oh, and I was, I was in so much pain, I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, that's for getting me out, you little fag. And that's when I had it. Then, at the exact moment when he called me a fag, I punched him, and then I pushed Dylan, and then Isaac kicked my foot, which made it worse. It hurt even worse. I I tried so hard. I tried so hard to be nice to them, but it's it's hard, you know. Dealing with your child hood bully and all that and the weirdest part is I'm in 11th grade a junior I saw Damani in the hallways to think about it in 6th grade um, that's when he started bullying me but now we're in 11th I look at him all the time in the hallways he always looks at me and acts like he doesn't remember me or know me, but he knows what he did. He knows what he did. They all know what they did. I'm just really tired of it, you know? Tired of being pushed around for no reason, blamed for everything because of the skin, the color of my skin, you know? I'm tired of being cheated on. I'm tired of being lied to. I'm also tired of being able to be here. I'm tired of existing. And like I told my friend that she literally called the counselor. No, not the not the school counselor. She called um 
a, like, I don't know, psychiatrist or like a really counselor who deals with um mental issues and all that and like depression. And I'm not gonna lie, the psychiatrist or whatever she was, she did not help. I paid her three hundred an hour, and that bitch did not help. Sorry for my language, but she did not help. I was suffering. I was suffering so much. I just wanted everything to be over, including my life. I asked my brother one day when I was a little kid, when am I going to die? And I asked him, when am I going to die? And then I said, because I really want to die right now. He said, what is wrong with you? Are you okay? And I was like, no. And, I, and then I quickly changed my answer and said, yeah, I'm fine. That was just a joke. I'm sorry. And then I went back to playing. But it wasn't a joke. I actually meant it. I really wanted to die. I don't want to be here. Why did God make me? If there's no use for me here. I'm just in so much pain. Nobody gets it. I hide it from everybody. I hide it from everybody. Multiple people have come up to me in school and asked me if, if I was okay. Do you need guidance? Um, they asked me if I was suicidal or are you depressed? Are you lonely or something like that? And I was like, why would you ask me that? You know? And they said, keep that same look on your face and go, go look at yourself in the mirror. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I looked at depressed and I swear to God, I didn't even mean to look depressed. It just happened naturally. And it was in front of an assembly. A school full of 2,000 kids. Over 2,000 kids. Because I go to Camp Meridian. And, like, it's really tough, you know? And, like, I got all these text messages during the assembly. I wasn't in the assembly, like, performing or singing or talking. I was just on the sideline watching the acts perform and talking all that. And I got, like, 13 texts. And every text, every single one of them was a picture. And I was like, oh, hi. And I was like, why did you take a picture of me? I sent it to th I sent it to 13 people. I said, why did you take a picture of me? And they were like, look at your picture. Man, you look sad. You look depressed. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I just, I said I was tired. I told them that I was really tired and I wanted to go home, but that wasn't the truth. I was actually sad. I'm actually depressed. My mom asked me if I was depressed and asked if I was going to kill myself. And I said, no, because it would have been more on her plate. She would have been, she would have never been supportive. Like, oh yes, I'm okay with you killing yourself. She would have, um, Got gotten me help, and I don't want help, okay? Because one day I'm not gonna be here. One day everything is just gonna be gone, and when it does, I'm gonna be the first one online. I just 
Like I said before, I just want everything to be over. Why am I here if I have nothing to live for? Why am I here if I have nothing to speak up about? Because if I speak up, I'm the one who gets in trouble. You won't believe the amount of times I got in trouble because of the color of my skin. It's actually a shame. As soon as people were blaming, the teacher would be like, go to the principal's office. You were suspended for this amount of days. And I was like, wow. That's a low blow, you know? But it's okay, because I'll be back. And I'll be better than ever. I will be better than ever. And there's, it's not a quote. It's just a saying that I always say. I always say you always have to be fearless. Being fearless is a top priority. Be fearless, everyone who's out there listening to this. Be fearless. Take a stand for yourself.